Hey, welcome to the Opportunity Collective, a collaborative network of emerging leaders who are creating new opportunities for ourselves and more importantly, for others. I'm Daniel Eccles, and I want to help you create your next opportunity that'll make your plan A, the life that you want to live, a reality. And here's the secret sauce. Collaboration is greater than competition. By working together, we can accomplish far more than we ever could alone. And trust me, there's more than enough opportunity to go around for all of us. Each episode of the Opportunity Collective features insights and advice from leaders who have pursued their passions, impacted their communities, and increased their influence all while creating opportunities for themselves. And like I said, more importantly, for others. We're going to dive into their story, uncovering key lessons and repeatable actions to apply to your personal and professional development today. So hey, join the Opportunity Collective and let's start collaborating with other emerging leaders to start creating opportunities. Today, Tanner Olson is collaborating with the Opportunity Collective. And who is Tanner? Well, meet Tanner. He's a poet and author who writes under the moniker of Written to Speak. He writes, podcasts, has a clothing line, consults, and speaks, but all with the mission of spreading hope. In this episode, we're going to talk about a couple of things, like what to do when life doesn't go as expected, uh, success as a creative, how it leads to 90% maintenance and 10% creating with your time. That was a really interesting one. Uh, you never quit. Things just change. And the title of this episode is Life is Not a Race and You Are Not Behind. And with that in mind, I just know that sometimes we can compare ourselves to other creatives, emerging leaders, entrepreneurs, other people who are building their platforms and creating the things that they feel led to create. Uh, But the thing is, you're probably not as behind as you might feel. I actually believe you're not behind at all. But a great exercise is to see where are other average 25-year-olds? Where are other average people in that age? Well, I wrote up a blog post a little while back that goes through where I was at 25 and compared myself to the average 25-year-old. And I think that this is a really interesting exercise to see. Is it real when you feel behind? And you know, some of the things that I was behind on aren't really all that important to me. And some of the things that I was behind on were really important. And I have caught up or have worked on that since. So maybe you are wanting to see Am I really as behind as I might feel? Uh, Well, you know, life's not really a race and you're not really behind, but this is going to be a fun exercise for you. Go to the link in the show notes and you can read that blog post and it will be sent directly to your email. Just fill out the information there and uh, let me know. Are you behind? And if you are, well, (laughs) what can we do to change that? I think you'll enjoy this conversation with Tanner Olson, and he is uh, definitely a a guy with a lot of wisdom and encouragement. And like I said, his whole mission is to spread hope. So here we go. Our interview with Tanner Olson. 
Well, Tanner, thank you so much for coming on to the Opportunity Collective and being so willing. I, I joked about this during the whole lead up to this thing, but you were so quick to respond to absolutely every email for me. And I, I appreciated that. Like, let's go. <laughs> Well, like I told you, I was like, you, you caught me at a good time. Like every single time, like I would go to check my email and you would re- like spend, send me one. And I was like, well, I'll, just, I'll just do this right now. Like I got time. And then you're like, let's talk on the phone. I was like, great. Let's do it like tomorrow. So you caught me at a really good time. So your timing, Daniel, is really good. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's a, a mixture of many things. But anyway, just before jumping into all of this and the conversation, would you just let listeners know a little bit, you know, this huge question of who is Tanner? What's actually important <laughs> for them to know about you? Yeah, well, my name's Tanner Olson. I am an author of four books out. I write poetry and then I travel around the country sharing poetry, hosting nights of, of poetry, storytelling. And uh, yeah, so I'm a speaker. I have my own podcast as well called the Walk a Little Slower podcast. Yeah, I just do a lot of like random kind of creative things with the whole intention mm-hmm. and mission of spreading hope and inviting people to know that like hope is real and that, you know, I believe that, you know, through Jesus, like everything is going to be, everything's going to be okay, even though life feels heavy and hard and it's just mm-hmm. just a lot so yeah that's that's what i do I, I live in nashville tennessee i'm married i have a dog named pancake and i cheer for the <laughs> i cheer for the orlando magic so yeah oh, that's my that's me that's my story <laughs> yeah i love the the dog named pancake I, yeah. I read that in your in your book in your little about me section and yeah. i always chuckle about that I, I think that's a fantastic name what kind of a dog so he's a he's a golden doodle. This is oh. this, that's yeah. <laughs> it's my yeah. spirit animal. Yeah, that's yep. that's that's me. Bouncing golden yep. doodle is what I, yep. I call my my spirit animal. So that, <laughs> that I'm living through pancake right now. That's fantastic. Well, tell us there's a little bit about written to speak. So there there's this Tanner side, and then what's what's written to speak? Yeah. So in 2013, I created something called written to speak, which is just like all of my work, my writing. I But back then I wanted to create something where my name wasn't really on it. I loved mm. bands like, like Dashboard Confessional, which is really just one guy, like The Almost, which is just really one guy, The Rocket Summer, which is really just one guy, but they, they were like, had a band name. And I was like, I want a band name too. And so like, I was just, you know, so I was like, let's call it written to speak. And so everything I wrote kind of fell underneath that. And so that's kind of, that's what my website is. It's written to speak.com. But really, it's just, you know, who, when people say like, you know, who is written to speak or what is written to speak? It's like, well, it's just me, <laughs> you know, that's just kind of where I put all my work. So, yeah, that's not not the best with branding, but it, it is kind of what it is now. Oh, I think that is the best. I love that. I've never thought about that, making a band name for one's self. Gosh, <laughs> I'm going to have to think that one through. <laughs> I, you know what? I would advise against it. It just makes it easier to be like... <laughs> I'm Daniel, you know, like it's just, it's just very easy, you know, to keep that. Cause if you, when you buy my books, it says Tanner Olson on it. And then on the inside, it's like Tanner Olson is the creator of written to speak, which is basically just Tanner Olson created Tanner a place Olson. where he puts all of his work in one spot where you can find it when he should have just put his name, but it's well, fine. Yeah, I suppose written to speak is also a more of a, a community of a place of people that are, are enjoying the, the stuff that you are, are writing and creating and finding hope through that. So it, it makes sense when when you really look down at it, but it, yeah, it, it's a fun exercise, I think. 
Yeah, no, and I, I like the name. When I came up with the name, I thought, well, this it's very fitting because the the things that I write, for the most part, were written to be spoken out loud. And as a when I got my start, really as a spoken word poet, like that's what it was all about was taking the things that I had written in my journal and my notebook and then speaking them out loud to to other mm-hmm. people to kind of announce like to announce like good news and to announce that, you know, like I said, like hope, hope is real. And so that's kind of where it all kind of came from. But nowadays it's just kind of like, nope, just me, just Tanner, just a guy. <laughs> well, I've really been enjoying following you on, on Written to Speak and then also reading some of your work and just kind of keeping up with what, what you're up to right now. I think I even joined your community, your your messages. I think there's, there's oh, something yeah. on the Instagram hopeful. where you can yeah. be in. Yeah, the hopeful. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, that's been great just to get something encouraging in my day, Mm. something that feels real in that moment. And lately, what I've been seeing you write a little bit about and talking a little bit about is not life not being exactly how you expected it to be. And and that kind of intrigued me because a lot of what we are working on in the Opportunity Collective is we all have hopes, we have dreams, we have things that we're working towards these goals, and we almost expect our life to get to this point, to have this impact or influence platform, whatever it might be that you're working on. But you kind of have gotten further down to a point where you're doing this stuff that you love to do, and but life isn't looking exactly how you might have expected it. Can you tell us a little bit about what that means? What doesn't look like it expected and what you may have needed to let go of and how you're kind of processing all of this? Yeah, I, I think as I kind of look back on the last couple of years, I mean, you can you can factor in the pandemic, but just like going from being like this late 20s to early 30s and all the things that kind of come with that, mm-hmm. with somebody who's like, you know, I grew up, I thought I, my life was going to be, I thought I was going to be, you know, married at like 26, you know, have kids, have a, you know, have this house and this job and all this. And that's just not what like life has kind of looked like for me. The things that I envisioned for my life when I was in, middle school and high school and in college and just out of college. Like it just does not really match up to the life that I have now. Not to say, not to say that the life that I have now is, is bad. It's, it's wonderful. It's great, but it's just not what I thought it was going to be. And so I think Mm. when that thought pops into our minds, because I know I'm not the only one who thinks that it's, it it takes a little bit of, of, of time to, to pivot or to recalibrate or to accept the things that you really don't have any control over and to kind of trust as you, as you move forward. And that's personally, but that's also professionally as well. You know, like, I never saw the pandemic coming. I, if I if I had, I would have let you. I would have let y'all know. But like that changed yeah. a lot of that changed a lot of things for my work and for my writing and for you know finances and, and all this kind of stuff. But you know, learning how to like work through that and trust through that, and then for me to to write through through the longing, through the wondering, through the waiting, and all that. Yeah. So it's I don't know. Just that thought of like life isn't the way that I thought it was going to be. And then you get to finish that sentence. You know, for me, it's Mm. like, but it's still good. Hey there. So does life look how you expected it to be? I know that as an emerging leader, when I graduated from college, I expected to make a certain salary. I expected certain things and life doesn't go that way at all. So I just want you to take a little time here and really think about what are the things that you might be disappointed about? What are the things that have gone way better than what you could have ever imagined? And choose to see each as the next step towards 
achieving your plan A, the life that you feel called to live, the impact you feel called to make. Now back to Tanner. Yeah, I think that's a good reframe because when I've gone through that experience myself, it left me feeling in my 20s like I was behind. Like I obviously not doing things correctly. Um, Mm -hmm. I expected to be at this certain point, have kids by this age or have a full-time salary or make it in, in this or that and to not be there instead of seeing like, okay, there is just different. I must be behind everybody else. Yeah. And, and that was something that you wrote is that mm-hmm. life's not a race and you're not behind. And, and I have this sticker actually over here <laughs> by my desk to remind myself of that all the time now. And what's funny about that is my my wife, who is a very assertive go-getter kind of a, a person, very competitive, she goes, oh, is that, is that what he wrote? Does that just mean that he's losing? <laughs> I'm like, I like your wife. I like your I'm wife. Like, she sounds great. I'm like, I'm going to have to tell Taylor about that. I'm like, yeah, I, yeah. That's just something that somebody that's losing wrote. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But but no, I, I really, uh, when I looked at it and I, I thought about it, I actually did an exercise where I looked at the average person at age 25 and compared myself to them to see, am I actually truly behind when it comes to mm-hmm. salary or all these other sort of measurables? And in the areas that I was behind, I'm like, do I actually really even care about those areas yeah. and stuff? So yeah. that's just, I think, a good exercise to to look at is, is and to think about is, and reframing that in the way that you have is, you know, I, this isn't how I expected it, but it's still good or Mm -hmm. but you fill in the blank there sort of a thing yeah and i think if we if we think that life is a race then we're always going to just be exhausting ourselves trying to get ahead and so my question then is well what is this all about yeah is it is it about what is it about And 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 we all have a different answer for that and for me it's not about being like this extremely successful writer. It's about spreading hope. It's about writing mm-hmm. something honest and hopeful for others to nod along with. You know, I, I, I wrote, you know, those words, life is not a race and you are not behind. And I, and I can't remember how I, when I wrote them or, or where, I, where I wrote them, but I remember writing them thinking, oh, this is something that I need to hear. And I think if I need to hear, that means that somebody else probably needs to hear it as well. Because one of the things that we're really good at as human beings is comparing ourselves to the lives of others. And that's just not, it's not a, it's not a very productive thing. It's not a very helpful thing. I I think what's important, you know, to look and see like, where are we? And then to see how good we have it. We've got it. We got it Mm -hmm. pretty good, you know, like compared to most of the world, like we're, we're doing, we're doing just fine. So how can I celebrate and be thankful for the things that I have right in front of me and just kind of sit with that? I don't know. But the more people that I talk to, they, they, they always, you know, I, I thought I'd be here. I thought I'd be doing this. I thought I'd be making yeah. this much. I thought my family would look like this or my life would look like that. And I'm just like, well, I just don't think that's the way that life works. You know? Mm-hmm. What is that feeling of being behind actually about? Are you comparing yourself to other people? Are you jealous? Or maybe ashamed that you haven't done as much as you might have thought that you were going to do? There's something that you can learn from asking yourself what that feeling is. And 
not taking it as genuine truth. So I wanted to interrupt this conversation just to make sure you know how important it is that you're not behind. Life's not a race. So back to Tanner. This is just a lot of fun. Thanks. Anyway, so yeah, uh, I just wanted that this is something that continues to stand out to me and something I've been appreciating about your work and, and what you're writing and, and it's something to balance. <laughs> what, what's that, up? Man, what, your, what your wife said just cracks me up. Is this, does he, <laughs> that mean he's losing? Yes. Tell her in some ways, yes. And in other ways, also, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 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 To her, that is just a a statement. She is very competitive person type three on the Enneagram achiever sort Mm -hmm. of thing. If you know Enneagram language, uh, sort of as, as, as a three as well as somebody who likes to achieve, who likes to be ahead, (laughs) you know, reminding myself. and, And that's just like, and I think one of the reasons why I wrote that is because I don't think that I, I know that life is not a race. Like what are we racing towards the red light? Like that, okay, it's all going to end at some point. So like, what is the meaningful work that I can do where I'm at that actually matters beyond just today? Mm. So that's kind of what I, and and, and that's not like my natural way of thinking. My natural way of thinking is grow, like get bigger, get better, you know, and that's, I just, you know, at some point it's like, well, that's just not sustainable and that's not healthy for me. Yeah, yeah. I think that there is probably some good in each of these things, but it's like anything else. There's there's shadow mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. to goodness, and and there's good things in shadow. It, it's always yes and for me, and not just a black and white. There's a lot of gray. But what I struggle with in that is that there's ambition, and I I do have these things that it does feel like a race or a, a dream mm-hmm. or wanting to reach a certain point, and so it's working through ambition and working through competition and needing to separate those two things. One thing that I always Mm -hmm. say is that collaboration is greater than competition uh, Mm -hmm. when it comes to creating opportunities and, and reaching any of your goals. And, and so that's where I'm sort of seeing ambition being separated a bit from competition and from that race and comparison and everything. So where do Mm -hmm. you find your ambition and balance that in comparison to getting you know, warped into competition and trying to compare yourself to other people. Yeah, I, I think I think for me, it's kind of remaining faithful to the things that I believe that I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, and so to 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 remain like active in those things and to pursue them, pursue them well. Which also means to like pursue something well means that I have to learn how to go slow means I have to learn how to rest, which means I have to learn how to give it time, which means I have to ask other people for help, you know, things I don't like to do, which means that I have to fail in order to kind of get to the place where I want to be. Like I've been, I've been doing this writing thing for, for 10 years now. Mm. And so like when you stay faithful to something that you believe that you're supposed to be doing, you're going to see the ups, you're going to see the downs, you're going to have your good days and your bad days. And you're also going to like stumble upon these, upon answers along the way. And one of those things like certainly is collaboration. Like when I work with other artists and creatives, publishers and stuff like that, when I work with other people, I see my work be the best that it can be. Because when you're alone, like you can only kind of see one side of stuff or you see it from your point of view when you invite other people. And that's when the things I've been, been learning recently is just to invite more people into the things that I'm passionate about and then to see how I can mm. help others 
with what they're passionate about as well, right? And so it's like taking that ambition and, and just trying to to honor it the best, you know, the best that I can. And that means, you know, doing things that kind of goes against my nature. I mean, isn't that all you want though, too, is people asking you about what you're passionate about and working with you and actually caring yeah. about that sort of stuff. And we keep it all to ourselves or just isolate ourselves and work on it and mm -hmm. these bubbles and it doesn't end up working out in any way that we would expect or hope. One thing that you do on your website that I, I was just a little intrigued by and that was, <laughs> is collaborative is an ask me anything section. And it, it made me wonder, I think you, you take a subject that somebody and you might work on a piece of poetry or something based off of what they ask, uh, mm -hmm. but something that maybe was more unexpected or, or ridiculous <laughs> that you've received in that section. When you sent that question over this morning, I was like, man, I wish I had a really, really great answer for you. Like something ridiculous of somebody saying, hey, write about this crazy thing. But I, what I get in there is the people basically are, they are the most honest and transparent huh. anywhere that I've ever found. I mean, it is because it's, it's, they can s submit these things anonymously. So people will tell me their life story. And at the very end, they'll just be like, I just needed to tell somebody. And wow. it'll be that. Or it is, you know, thoughts of, of self-harm or, or suicide mm. or struggle with addiction. Like it is the, it is the, the, the heavy, the heavy, the deep stuff. And honestly, like a lot of it is just like, I just needed to tell somebody about this. So thanks for being that person. Wow. So I'm still waiting for somebody to share something <laughs> funny, you know, or, you know, something like a little bit more lighthearted, but I don't know. I, I, I put it up there because I want to know what other people are going through mm -hmm. with what the what questions they have with the things that they want to read about. And, and a lot of that then, then comes from like the, the heaviness and the burden that they find throughout life. So yeah, I, I, I wish I had a different answer. Well, <laughs> no, I, I mean, actually, uh, I'm glad I have that answer because it, it is this, it's the safe space. Cause I, I don't, I honestly yeah. don't know who sends in these questions or, or these, these writing prompts, but they're, but it is just like this. It's, 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 I don't know. I think it's a great thing because it allows me to, to write about something for someone specifically. And oftentimes, mm. like, you know, the questions that you have, somebody else also probably has as well. Or the thing that you're going through that you don't want to talk about, somebody else wants to talk about that. So I don't know. It's been it's been a fun little addition to the website. Yeah, I think that that's, yeah, that's a way better answer than what I might have <laughs> hoped for. <laughs> like, hey, write yeah. something about, I, I don't know, yeah. like yeah. penguins. <laughs> who, yeah. who knows? <laughs> Which could be a fun project in itself, but Which, yeah, to be honest, I, think that's much I, I probably, I probably wouldn't write about it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Oh gosh. I mean, you're just, you, you are doing a lot. That was just one section on your, your website as I was perusing that, that stood out to me. But I mean, otherwise you have a podcast, like you said, you write, you mm -hmm. do your social media, mm -hmm. it, really consistency consistently you have a consulting thing where you're at, at what was it like 70 bucks so like 75 for an hour yeah. of of your time to ask me anything almost esque sort of a thing yeah. of building a platform or poetry or whatever it is like that's really cool and then a clothing line what that's written to wear right mm -hmm. yeah 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 man. how do you come up with all of this uh, like ideas and, <laughs> and, and <laughs> How do you keep any of them going? Because like, well, uh, I yeah. feel like I wouldn't. 
No, well, so like I said, man, I've been doing this for for ten years, right? And so, you know, it, it takes a long time to figure out what you want to do and then how you want to go about doing it, and then you know to remain remain faithful to that and to keep putting in the work and to keep showing up. And so, for those first, you know, five, six, seven years, it was I was working full time jobs while writing on the side. So, I mean, I would mm. work, you know, the nine to five and then, but like, you know, six to eight in the morning and then, you know, six to nine in the evenings, it was like creating and writing and dreaming. And, you know, honestly, the the first several years of writing, it was just like writing these really, really bad things so that I could one day write something good, you know? And, you know, I always, I always, I would always tell myself, like, if you're willing to be bad at something, you might just become good at it. And it took a little mm. while to like, find my voice. And then, you know, as, as I was creating, I was watching what other creators were doing too. I was watching, you know, you know, like, what are they doing on Instagram? What are they sharing on, on their websites? You know, what else are they doing to support the main thing that they're doing? And I don't know, I just, and then I, I, I ran into a couple of friends and they were like, Hey, what if we did this? Do you want to do this together? So my friend had the idea for the clothing line and I was like, yeah, let's, let's run with that. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Instagram had this feature of like, you know, you can submit questions, you know, like you can do like an ask me anything. And I was like, well, what if I just put that on my website too? And then, you know, took all those, those submissions and those answers. And then if I have a day where I don't have something to write about, I can answer one of the questions and let that be, you know, my writing prompt for the day. And, you know, with the podcast, I just wanted to take some of the longer writings that I had and I wanted to have conversations with new people. And so mm-hmm. I figured, oh, that, that, that could be fun too. But man, it does get busy after a while. I feel like I'm in this, in this place now where it's a lot of maintaining. And so it's, I'm, I'm doing more maintaining than I am creating. And mm. that means that I have Is to- Is that so- hard on you? It's, yes. Yes. And I think a, a lot of like kind of creatives kind of get to this point where they're like, I just want to get yeah. back to the thing that I wanted to do to begin with. You know, I would say, you know, I probably write about 10% of my job is to write. You know, the other ninety oh, percent wow. it is it is maintaining, it is, you know, because I with a small business, you kind of wear every single hat. So I'm like, you know, I'm booking yeah. shows, I'm sending out orders, I'm emailing, I'm recording, I'm editing. It's it's all these little things. But I mean, to be honest, man, I, I love it. I, I love that this mm. is my job, that this is what I get to do. I never thought that this is where I would be or what I would be doing, but I'm really thankful that it kind of turned out to be that. It's almost a good forewarning and, and something to be thankful for if you're in the middle of like building up and yeah. you're whatever it is you're passionate about, whatever it is that you're working on, you're actually getting to work on the thing that you're passionate about more so than all these other extra things to only be 10% writing or creating to take less of a, of a time. It makes me thankful to just get to, to work in and be doing just whatever it is that comes into my ADHD mind that day. <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's, a, that's another difficult thing to work through is like, how do I, how do I deal with the ADHD or just like the, the distractions of the world? And, you know, for me, like right now, like, it's like, okay, well, I have to have my phone in a different room for like most of the day. Yeah. And like if I'm working on, like I got to exit out of a lot of tabs. It's, it's all these man, like the little things are the big things. You know, if I can just like figure out how do I leave my phone in the other room, focus on one piece of work at a time and then just slowly, mm-hmm. slowly chip away. Yeah. And, and I, and I think, you know, we, we kind of fall into these habits that necess- aren't necessarily the most helpful. And so it's like, how do we, we have to take inventory, kind of look, you know, step back a little bit and say, you know, is this working? And if it is working, all right, can yeah. we make it better? And if, if it's not working, then what do we need to do? 
yeah, I, again, man, like I said at the beginning, just kind of get back to like, okay, I want to be faithful to the thing that I'm supposed to be doing. How do I, how do I live into that and then give it the best that I have? I see, I see in, in yourself that you're really good at creating these mantras. And I feel like that brings you back to your the actual values or the things that you want to be working on. And when you ask those questions of like, well, what's working like your mantras or these little lines that you have, have written uh, are almost a, a waypoint, uh, a compass in, in those sort of a thing. So I, I think that's really neat and, and something that you're really gifted at. Well, thanks. And it's also like, you have to tell yourself the things that you need to hear, not the things that you necessarily want to hear. Uh-huh. Because what I want to hear is you should go, you should, you should just go get a, a different job. You should just go get a job with like great benefits, you know, a really nice salary and just like, you should just do that. But you know, what I need to hear is, is, you know, keep doing the thing that you're supposed to be doing. And then like, mm-hmm. you know, like we kind of talked about this already, but you know, like life is not a race and you are not behind. Like we don't have to compare our stories to the stories of other people or where they're at or what they're going through. Like, what is it that you were created for now? Now live that out. And it's going to look different than, than your friends. Like my, my life and my job looks very different from some of my very best friends. The amount that I am making looks very different from the, from that of which my <laughs> friends make the way that my house looks, looks very different from my friends' houses. And, and at some point I had to become okay with that because mm. I believe that what I am doing matters. And that yeah. is what comes out of what I am doing. I don't know, man. I'm only here for a little bit and I want to make it count. And this is this is the way that I feel like I'm going to make it make it matter. So, yeah. Yeah. But it those, reminds those me little... of that reminds oh, no, me ahead. of just my conversation with Tiago that I had on here. He's a full time multimedia artist and he said he would compare himself to other artists all mm-hmm. the time. But he learned that what he was doing was art was a medium for the things that he's passionate about and his actual purpose and calling and to help other people see their purpose and calling through his art. And and that's mm-hmm. sort of what you're doing too, is poetry, your writing, all of the things that you're working on as a medium for what is a, a bigger purpose. And that is the hope that you are, mm-hmm. are dealing to other people. So I, I think that's a, a great reminder that we, instead of comparing ourselves, like you're the only one mm-hmm. doing that. You're the only one that is is giving hope through poetry, writing, and the things that you're doing. So there's nobody that you need to compare to. Yeah. Comparison just kind of gets in the way of, I don't know, the things that, I think the things that we're supposed to do is just another distraction. And distractions just usually aren't very helpful. <laughs> yeah. yeah and they, they come a lot for, for me, yeah. though. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yep. A lot of good rabbit holes out there. <laughs> yeah. And they can be, they can be fun. It can be a lot of fun, but yeah, just the, the reminders to come back and do the things that you actually are supposed to be doing, putting that phone away, other distractions and, and stuff. It, it's not what we want to do, but it is definitely good for us. So what would you say, Tanner, you're learning about right now and what opportunities are you finding in that specific area? That's a great question. What am I learning right now? I, I think it's one of those things that I have been learning again and again and again for quite a while. And it feels like a very generic answer, but I feel like I'm getting deeper into it. And it is, it's, it's just patience. Usually I'm very quick to jump into things. 
If -hmm. somebody invites me to do something like I'm all in, like, let's do it to create a new project, to do an event. But now it's, it's, it's to be patient and to, to really think through these opportunities and to say like, is this, is this the right thing for me? Is this the right thing for them? I I've always been just, just so eager to jump into things and to create and to give what I have and to just give it just freely, but to be a little bit more patient in my response to really think through it and to just kind of see like, is this, is this the best thing? Is this the right thing? Is this going to be the right thing for all of us? Or is this just like a, could be a really great, you know, just a fun thing to do. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I think that's just like what I'm learning. My, my simple answer is just, it's just patience, man. It's just patience. That That's yeah. hard though for me to hear because I want to just say yes and do all mm-hmm. these really fun, cool things. But like I say, I mean, those are, options for sure yeah. but not necessarily opportunities and mm-hmm. it's really easy to mix those two up all the time yeah i, I know i get those mixed up all the time myself so yeah it's, it's super easy just to like jump into things and to be like yeah let's do it but is that yeah. like do i have time for that do i have space for that what about the things that i've already started you know do i need to kind of complete some of these tasks before i get to this ne- next task so mm-hmm. i don't want to like you know i don't have a very big table so i don't want to put all the plates on it You know, like I got to keep like you have to realize what what size table are you working with? You know, like what's your capacity? And if your capacity is a lot, then yeah, do what you can. But for me, like where I'm at in this season of life, like my table's getting smaller. But the the food that's on the plates, I think, is getting better. That Mm. analogy will break Mm. down at some point. But it's like to kind of what's what's what are you able to manage that's in front of you and how much more can you take on? And so when these new opportunities arise or with these new dreams pop into your head, these new ideas like. Is this something to write down and remember later or is it something to, to run with today? And there's no, no. shame. There's yeah. no shame in coming back to it later. Cause like a good idea is a good idea, but a good idea is not always for today. A good idea can also mm. be for tomorrow. What are you jumping into? That might be a distraction right now. We as creatives can easily get distracted and want to just create, 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 go to the next big thing. But a successful creative a lot of times ends up doing more maintenance than creating. So what are the things that you need to steward right now? And what are the ideas that might be better saved until later? Take some time to think about that and then press play and continue the episode. And back to Tanner. Yeah, that's our MO as creatives to want to just jump right into the next idea and to create because it's easier, honestly, to create than it is to sustain. Yeah, Uh, but I really like that metaphor, even if if you (laughs) came up with it of the the small plates, you know, have better food because I don't really see many Michelin star buffets. Like, it's true. It's true. So it, it's probably that there's some reality there in that statement for sure that we, we have stumbled upon. But yeah. So, so Tanner, what advice for anybody that is a, a, a poet, anybody that's a creative, anybody that is a writer or working on their own small business and they're just starting out, they might see you and say, Oh, he's got himself a platform. He's got himself a, following and he's getting to do the things that he wants to do full time. What advice would you, would you tell them? What, what words of wisdom do you have for them today? (laughs) Yeah, I I think I would just say, just keep going, but give it time. 
like keep at it but it is good like i mean it took me 10 years to get to where i am and what's what's the saying like it takes 10 years to become an overnight success like remember yeah. that you know i would it say does. you know there's a lot of th- there's honestly a lot of things i would say to somebody who's just starting out you do not need to compare yourself to other people but you do need to learn from them and like yeah. you don't have to have all of the answers but you can like ask questions it's okay to ask questions it's okay hmm. to say i don't know like you can only know what you know you know you don't have to know everything I, there's there's a lot that I that I would tell those somebody. Are I would love to, those are good. Like, too, let's just sit down, <laughs> ha, ha, like ask somebody who is a couple steps ahead of you, and say, you know, what do you know? What do mm-hmm. you remember? What do what do I need to look out for? And then like remember the reasons why you're doing the thing that you're doing. It's easy to just get just to get caught up in doing it because like this is what I'm doing. But like, why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you doing it? Remember the reasons why, and then you know take those small faithful steps forward. Yeah. Well, okay. This is, this wasn't on my question sheet. So I'm throwing this out here though. When, when should you quit? I, I, I don't know. Yeah. It depends. It depends. It depends. I think it depends on person to person. And I, and I don't know if, I don't know if quitting is the right word. Yeah. Um, Okay. What? I, what do you, what do you I, mean? I think like yeah. think, thinking about it in my own context, like if I were to stop written to speak, I were to stop doing that. And someone told me that I quit. I would say no. Huh? I would say the season ended. Yeah. Like they didn't. I don't know. Think about like TV shows. I didn't. They didn't. You know, for most of most TV shows, you know, like let's talk about The Office. Right. Yeah. I love The Office. Right. They didn't quit. No, show came. They had definitely have not. <laughs> the show came to an end. Yeah, didn't quit. Like we just we moved on to something else. Like mm-hmm. I will not always be doing this job. There's something will change at some point. I will move on and do something different. I will always be a writer. Yeah, but yeah. I will always be a writer, right? And so it's like if you you know take if you're like if you are I don't know an illustrator, it's your full time job, but life changes for you, and you have to move on to something else. You didn't quit. You adapted. Mm. The season ended. The season changed. So I don't know. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I think quitting is a hard. It's a great question. Don't hear me. I'm not critiquing your question. I'm just no, saying. Yeah. Like I would. I would learn to tell myself, like, no, oh, man, you didn't quit. You did not quit. You were mm. not a failure. You were not a quitter. Things changed, and you adapted. And I don't I mean life life is a lot for a lot of different people and it's heavy. And so like, you know, you think about like, I can do this job right now, but what about when this happens in my life or when this happens or if this happens, you know, then I might have to make some changes in, in, in some decisions that change the way that life and work look, but it does not mean that I quit. It just means that things mm-hmm. changed I don't know, yeah. just to, to kind of, to kind of roll with it like that. And then to celebrate all the things that you got to do. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I don't want to. I don't want to paint this picture of like this happy-go-lucky kind of person because I, I kind of am. But at the same point, like I, you got to be kind of realistic about it. But when it comes to it, like you didn't quit. You just things changed, and and if it didn't work out, it didn't work out. But you yeah. tried it. You know what's that like? What's that one quote? Like it's better to have loved and lost than to have never loved at all. Never loved at all. Sure. Yeah. Let's 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 <laughs> sure. put that with this. But like, you know, like if if you know if I started writing poetry and it didn't work out, like. I'm glad that I would have had a chance to try it. Would I be bummed about about like it not working out the way I wanted it to? 100%. Has it mm. worked out the way that I thought it was going to work out? Not even a little bit. Not at all. You know, but like 
I don't know, to give yourself the chance to try, to fail, to succeed. Just give yourself the chance to, to, to try it and, and you'll see what happens. But quitting, nah, that's not on the table. Yeah, no, I, I, you're, I wouldn't call you just like a blind optimist or somebody that's trying to find a silver lining. I think that these reframes are actually helpful and are more based in reality and in truth than Hmm. some of the lies that we do tell ourselves about like, okay, I quit or I failed or other things like Hmm. that. I always love to say like, like that quote from at the end of hook, the lost boy is looking up and he said, that was a, a great game. (laughs) <laughs> and just like seeing all this stuff like rufio died a uh, spoiler alert yep. yeah <laughs> uh, like there it's been a while some really yeah. bad things in there uh that that happened to all of them but being able to look back at that that was a great season that was a, a good mm-hmm. experience i'm really thankful for that and mm-hmm. uh there you're always going to continue to to care about the things that you care about, even as the seasons or the role or, or things yeah. change along those lines. I, I've definitely mm-hmm. been, been learning that myself and I, and my own calling and my own desires for a ministry for pastoral work mm-hmm. look totally different now than when I was a youth pastor, but I would yeah. still call myself a pastor at heart or doing a shepherding work. Yeah. It's just a different community. It's a, a different yep medium but it's still the same thing that I'm, I'm doing and i'm thankful for each one of the, the opportunities that i've gotten to have to do that sort of work so i appreciate yeah. that thanks tanner well uh, one thing that i like asking at the end here and i think has been really interesting especially as i, I mean it, it probably it's not realistic at all but we do this we look at maybe your instagram followers and say okay like fifty thousand, like he's got it all together or like they're definitely going to have the answers or things like that. But what I've noticed is that we can all use help. We can mm-hmm. all have opportunities where we need people to come and collaborate with us because we have gifts and abilities that other people don't. And that's mm-hmm. what we're trying to do at the Opportunity Collective is give opportunities and to say, how can we help? So that's the question, Tanner. If somebody in the Opportunity Collective has something that you need, how would they be able to help you right now? How would they be able to help me right now? Oh my goodness. Do they know anything about SEO? <laughs> Someone might. Yeah. Do they, do they know how websites work? Well, I, I, you know what? That's a really great question. I, I'm not sure I have the answer. I think I want to, I want to work with people who are passionate about something and have an idea. And if, if they need words, how can I put words into mm. what they are doing? And if somebody is needing encouragement, I think that I can fit into that and to sit with them and to kind of coach them through some things. As far as like what I need, I think I need that like steady person who's like, I see what you're trying to do. You're missing the mark, but here's what we can do. Like if somebody mm-hmm. were to come in and say like, I think I see what you're trying to do. You're close. But like, let's tie up some of these loose ends. I need a, I need someone who can tie up loose ends well. Mm, okay, does that make sense? Uh, and and what you're seeing that through is SEO and and just making sure that what you're doing is effective or um, yeah, it's 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 maximizing. Yeah, you know, it's not just going on the internet to die, but it's going on the internet to find other people. 
Mm, okay. So uh, someone that's a maximizer, if you're listening to this <laughs> and a steady you, maximizer, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a steady maximizer, Tanner will respond to your email right away. So yes. uh, just uh, send him a message on, on Instagram and you, you just don't, never know. I mean, that's an opportunity for someone that might be passionate about the same sort of things and wanting to grow their maximizing business, their maximizing abilities and that is connected to their dream and that might be a great opportunity for someone. So thank you for, for sharing that and for knowing how you might need some help and how, and you also mentioned how you might be able to help other people. I, I mentioned before, like you do some consulting stuff yeah. in an hour of your time. And then honestly, that's, mm-hmm. that's a, a really great fee, like a really great price, honestly, for, for somebody that is as knowledgeable as you or present as you in that way. But is there any other way that you are wanting to help other people? Yeah. I, 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 like I just mentioned briefly, like anybody who's looking for words or for a little bit of encouragement, or like if you're just getting started with something and you're like, there's a lot that I want to do. I need help, some help, like reframing all these thoughts kind of in my head. I, I want to learn how to take like the first, second, third, right step, or I'm stuck, but I have these dreams. What do I do? And I think I'm somebody who can kind of come in and say, well, let's, you know, let's talk about that. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I'm going to offer you some good things to think about. Okay. Yeah. And how would somebody connect with you and send you a message, get a hold of Ooh, you? Big internet guy. If you go to written to speak.com, <laughs> you'll find me. Or if you type in Tanner Olson into the internet, you'll probably find me too. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're pretty, you're pretty easy to, to, yeah. to contact and everything. So I appreciate yes. that. Well, thanks Tanner. I, I really appreciate you and just a treat to be able to, to get to talk to you and, and hear some of the things that you're thinking about. I, I love it. I absolutely love awesome. it. So if there's any way I can help you, just let me know. And and next time you're coming through, Indiana. If you need to stop by in Indianapolis and for a cup of coffee to draw a smiley face on, just let me know. I'm buying. Deal. All right. Well, I was just there yesterday, so I missed you by a day. Oh, oh I'll be man. back through. I'll be. Ba- I'll be back through. I'll be back through. Dude, it was right. so nice to talk to you. Thanks so much for having me on. Thanks, Tanner. And listener, thank you. Join us next time. We're going to continue to help you create more opportunities for yourself, but more importantly, more opportunities for other people. Wow, I like Tanner Olson. He is a great guy, and I am excited to get coffee with him eventually someday. You heard him. He said it. He'll stop by Indiana, right? So I'm looking forward to that day, and I hope that this was as encouraging and hope-giving to you as it was to me. And remember, life's not a race you're not behind but if you want to challenge that idea a little bit and read the blog post that i wrote about how i felt i was behind in my 20s the link to that is in podcast notes it's free it'll just be sent directly to your email just give your name and your email and uh, we promise not to spam you with anything Uh, and you can always unsubscribe at any time no problem at all but would love to hear if you're feeling behind after this episode or after reading that blog post. So reach out and you can find me on Instagram at DJECCLES. We'd love to hear from you. And don't forget to follow, subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss out any other opportunities that are coming down the line with great guests 
who are doing really cool, amazing things that are making an impact on their community, that are helping other people and are asking and needing help themselves. So take these guests up on their offers. If you are an SEO whiz, go and contact Tanner and start helping him out as a steady maximizer. Hey, join us next time. We're going to continue to help you create more opportunities for yourself, but more importantly, for others.